Good morning, a happy Tuesday to all of you. I have you all in my heart as I pray before the Lord in Holy Mass and in my visits and uh, prayers before the Blessed Sacrament. Chapter 9 of St. Luke is again the source of the Gospel of today. And we are told, as the time ne drew near for him to be taken up to heaven, that is the ascension, right? Jesus resolutely took the road for Jerusalem and sent messengers ahead of him. It's typical of uh, people who have a mission or an important uh, mission or purpose. They have a project and they have to liaise with, uh, with people on the ground. On the way there, he sends, normally sends, representatives, secretaries maybe, or you have to iron out certain things to certain preparations when the Pope, who is the Vicar of Christ, comes to a place. So he sends his papal nuncio, his other uh, monsignori, or even bishops to prepare the, the way, the program, settling matters with those on the ground. So Jesus, together with his, uh, uh, his retinue, set out and then they went into a Samaritan village to make preparations for him. Remember that uh, the Samaritans and the Jews do not interact. Samaria was a middle, was like a Visayas sandwiched between a northern part and a southern part of Israel. So uh, it, um, Samaria would be like the Visayas, sandwiched between Galilee in the north of Israel and Judea in the south, where the Temple of Jerusalem was, where Jerusalem was, and so forth. Usually the Jews, on their trips from one end of the from the north to the south and vice versa, they would skirt Samaria, go to the border to the south, to the, the north, I mean the east or the western side of Samaria, the, of that region, and skip passing through it. But Jesus had no problem with this. He, he loved everybody and his intention was to save everybody. You see, the, the Samaritans uh, broke a very critical law in uh, Jewish culture, and that was to intermarry and not to marry Gentiles, outsiders, you know, not, non, uh, not to marry non-Israelites. So Jesus did something unusual. He went through and, uh, and, and he settled or he went into a Samaritan village, but the people would not receive him because he was making for Jerusalem. So this animosity you know, and misunderstanding between the two peoples is quite uh, sharp here, uh, clear. The division was very clear. A conflictive in, a relationship was uh, manifested. But this, was, this is the interesting thing of this gospel. Seeing this, the disciples, James and John, they were, they were brothers, right? They were the, the, the ones who were called by Jesus the sons of thunder because they were passionate. They were, 
even explosive. Listen to this. Lord, they told, asked Jesus, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to burn them up? <laughs> this must have been well, a very uh, strong reaction to, to just not being welcomed into that village because they were on their way to Jerusalem. <laughs> and Jesus turned and rebuked them. And they went off to another village. He did not make much of it. Neither did he go or insist in going to that village who did not want to receive them. Isn't that a good lesson for all of us? When we tend especially to judge others, to make uh, you know some assumptions that are unwarranted or unsupported. And even if it were true, whatever those assumptions have been, you know, that they are, there's something bad there or they have done something bad in the past, etc. We are asked by God to, to distinguish the sin from the sinner. To hate, therefore, the sin, but to love the sinner. We do have a hard time in, in separating these two distinct realities. We connect them so much. But we do are we are able to make this distinction, especially when it deals with ourselves. So we're not so condemnatory to ourselves when we don't get to uh, wake up on time or we we gave in to the same laziness uh, in something. Of course, we, we yeah, I know, I, I, I got lazy, fine, but but I'm still here. I mean, I, I have value. I, I, I'm not supposed to be reduced to my sin or sins, right? Although nowadays, more and more people, because of lack of uh, formation and interior life, strength of uh, character, maturity, they, um, they succumb to discouragement for their defects and their failures. They still identify themselves with what they have done. But they are distinct. You have to hate the sin because it is a sin, an offense against God. But the offender, he is the one God wants to save. And we cannot treat the offender as if uh, he is already condemned. Because God that does not even condemn me. Why will I condemn other sinners like me? And even if their sins are worse than mine, I don't have any right to claim that I'm better than them. It is only by the singular grace of God that I have not committed the crimes that I see that are clear in those people. It's by the grace of God, not by cause of me. Gosh, without that, Without that grace from God, I would most probably be worse than them. We're, we're all the same. Now, since we have been saved from that uh, kind of sin by the grace of God, wouldn't it be better that I looked at them more with compassion? Because they had not received as much as I have? 
Shouldn't we treat them with more kindness? I mean, we see them as, we should see them like sick. So with a sick person or someone who's with crutches or has uh, both legs or one leg, uh, you know, severed or cut because of, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, um, an IED, improvised explosive device, uh, had exploded and, or, or a mine exploded because he stepped on it and he lost his, uh, one of his legs. They couldn't save it. Well, we cannot make fun of that person. <laughs> I have to be very thankful I have my own legs. And it's obvious that since I have both intact, I should have the one who has only one leg. That's her vocation. That's why the Lord permits differences among us so we can help one another. We should hear and heed the call of God to assist the others who have less, who have not as much as we have. And for us who maybe may lack things, we should be humble enough to receive, to acknowledge that we need help rather than pity ourselves that uh, we're, we're not as good or, or complete as the others. We shouldn't be judging people, condemning them like James and John. You know, they wanted to burn, to call fire down from heaven, to burn them like Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus said, he must have given them that look, huh? telling them, you must, you know, uh, never mind. Let's go to another village. That's how to resolve the problem without having to go head on. Oh, how much we want to get. To go head on. I don't know. I remember my uh, relatives raising uh, fighting cocks, fighting roosters. I was surprised. Whenever I saw, I see these roosters face each other, they fight. They, they, they assume a, a stance of belligerence, of, 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 of conflict, of, of challenge you know, to fight each other to death. <laughs> to death. It's amazing. When we see other, you know, like another one who is as good as I am or seems to be as good as I am, I, don't, I shouldn't see him as a rival. I shouldn't see him as a, a threat to my position. I mean, we have to discover each other and, and become friends. As the church has taught us, as St. John Paul II has taught us, the only way to deal with a person is to love him. Like Jesus did. Thank you for listening. And by the intercession of the most blessed Virgin Mary, may you all have a wonderful Tuesday. And may God be with you and his holy angels accompany you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ciao.